Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've talked before about police lying to you during an investigation. And a lot of people have trouble with that. They say, among other things, if I lie to them, that'll come back to haunt me. You lied to us. You must be guilty of something. Well, you lied first. Well, yeah, but when we lie, it's an investigative technique. And uh, there's other problems as well. For instance, they've uh, done studies and discovered that when police lie to little kids, for instance, uh, it can actually cause the little kids to really have trouble in their heads to go, wait, this guy's a person of authority or gal, and they're lying to me. You know, uh, no, they couldn't be lying to me. They're a police officer. So here's the situation. Several people sent this to me, including Brian. Thank you very much. Uh, new first in the nation policy limits Seattle police from knowingly lying. So they actually decided they're going to do something about it to see what they can do to, to stem it a little bit. So the story is widely reported, including from MyNorthwest.com. L.B. Gilbert wrote this version of it. The city of Seattle is instituting a new policy limiting the Seattle Police Department's ability to use ruses in their work, lies, citing recent instances where the public's trust was undermined by officers knowingly using untrue statements. And so I know some people go, see, why, why would the police even lie at all? Like, what, what, you know, so in case you're new to this topic, uh, the police might lie to you for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is they can often lie and get people to confess to things uh, because they lied. So I'll give you an example. Police come upon a scene where there's two people standing there, and they think one of them did something wrong, but they're not sure which one, because the cops weren't there. So what the police do is they grab the two people and separate them, and they tell the first person, just to let you know, your friend there said you did it, and he said he's willing to testify against you, and you're going down. Now, if you did it, that's great, but if you didn't do it, you might want to speak up. Meanwhile, they tell the other person, just to let you know, your friend said you did it. Now, if you did it, that's great. But if you didn't do it, you might want to reconsider because he's going to testify under oath that you did it. And that's a common one. That's, that's probably the most common one of all, is they'll tell somebody, we have evidence against you, but you might want to just make it easy on yourself right now and tell us what you did. Let us know. Let us know. And by the way, they've actually documented examples where people have confessed to murder when they didn't do it because they were being browbeaten and lied to over a long period of time. And I know some people are going to go, Steve, that's not possible. Yes, it is. But another story altogether. Another story altogether. <laughs> According to the new policy in Seattle, police will not be able to use a statement an officer knows is not true over any mass media or in any way that will shock conscience. Now, you'll notice those are two things. You go, wait, that's it? Yes, yeah, so they can't make a statement to the press. That is false. They also cannot make a statement that would shock the conscience. The question is, you found two teenagers and you thought one of them might have committed a crime. Is it shocking to the conscience to lie to one and say, yes, just to let you know your buddy there? Narc you out. Sir, what does narc mean? <laughs> Policy also requires officers to get permission before telling any falsehoods, along with other use guidelines. They already have use guidelines for falsities. The Officer of Inspector General for Public Safety and City Council member pushed for the policy change after incidents in 2018 and 2020, and they think they have found examples where someone may have committed suicide based on a false statement made by a police officer, and they also think there may have been chaos incited during protests 
based on false statements made by the police. Uh, the Seattle mayor announced a policy change uh, second to last day of October. <laughs> Not Halloween, but the 30th. Emphasizing that the public trust lost during the use of these ruses outweigh any benefit gained by officers. So, yeah, you might get a little ahead in the investigation by lying to this one person, but if it really hurts the department otherwise, the question is at what point do we go, okay, enough is enough. Effective public safety requires community buy-in, and this new policy is an important step to build understanding with the public, demonstrating that for Seattle Police Department operations to be successful, they must be paired with a commitment to unbiased constitutional policing. This innovative new policy will lead to better police work thanks to the voices of many, including the media, who brought attention to this tactic, community members who called for guidelines to match our values, and Seattle accountability and police leaders who developed a plan to make that vision real. I've mentioned before that I don't think of myself as a journalist. When people say, Steve, journalists do such and such, I never go, gee, that's me. No, 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 no. But I am part of the media. I am part of the media. So the main uses that the new guidelines have for ruses are to de-escalate situations, to help calm people down or to promote safety. And falsehoods are completely prohibited when investigating misdemeanor property crimes. So it's simply a misdemeanor property crime. They cannot do this. If it's a felony, apparently all bets are off. They can say anything they want. According to Seattle Police Chief Adrian Diaz, the policy is the first of its kind in the U.S. and continues Seattle's long tradition of public safety innovation rooted in accountability and a commitment to building public confidence. And that's the end of the story. And I've mentioned before, you know, you go, Steve, has a cop ever lied to you? Oh, more than once. I mentioned a while back that uh, I got pulled over a little over a year ago now, I think. Uh, police officer goes, yeah, I, 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 I saw you. You were weaving. You, 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 you crossed the center line and you hit the fog line. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're free to go, and you let me go. And I hadn't done either of those things, but, you know, his word against mine, and I didn't have a uh, dash cam at the time. Uh, on the other hand, I can tell you another example. Um, I was, this is years ago, and I've told this story once or twice before, so I apologize if you've heard it before, but I was uh, sitting in a car with a friend one evening, and uh, a police car rolled up behind us, and the car was parked. We were not driving anywhere. We were simply at a, at a park, at a park in southeastern Michigan. And a police car rolls up behind us. So there's a cop car behind us now. We're not driving, so we can't be speeding. We could have hit a fog line while parked. And uh, police officers walk up on both sides of the car, say, can you guys step out of the car? And we step out of the car. And uh, cop says to the driver, because I was a passenger, uh, can I search your car? Driver goes, sure, knock yourself out. Cops up, they're digging around, digging around, digging around, asking us who we are, how old we are, what are we doing, all this stupid stuff. Uh, well, we're not breaking the law, if that's any of your concern. And uh, one cop walks over, and he goes, okay, so whose cocaine is that in the door? Whose cocaine is that in the door? Well, there was no cocaine in the door at all to begin with, so it was nobody's. But number two, it certainly wasn't mine, and it certainly wasn't the driver's, because it didn't exist. And so both of us said, what? There's no cocaine in that car. What are you talking about? And uh, cop goes, oh, okay. Well, yeah. see you guys later. Get in the car and drive away. Now, he was hoping we're going to go, cocaine? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's crystal meth underneath the seat. Oh, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's hash oil above the visor. It's Professor Plum in the, stu in the study. You know, I mean, no. There's nothing in that car. 
But the guy just said that. Now, you might say, Steve, that's not a lie. Because he asked a question. He didn't make a statement. But that question obviously had an implied statement in it. We found this in that car. Whose is it? That's what that implication is. But there wasn't any. And now I can see where if they came across a couple people who had stuff in their car they shouldn't have in their car. And, and, and they searched the car and didn't find it. They might want to just one last cast into the water to see what they can catch fishing. But whose cocaine is that in the door? Sorry. No, it, it, it ain't either of ours because it doesn't exist. And that's the kind of thing. I remember after that incident was over, being annoyed. Because I have no problem if the police encounter somebody somewhere that seems out of place and going, gee, what are you, what are you doing here? We weren't out of place. It was, it was a public city park parking lot. There's a lake right there. It was daylight out. We're just sitting in a car. Cops roll up. Can we search your car? Driver said yes. They didn't ask me. It wasn't my car. And then they come over and go, okay, whose cocaine is that in the door? And I can tell you right now which jurisdiction the police department was from and everything. I mean, I, I, remember, I, I remember everything about it. It's, 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 we're talking over 30 years ago. But those kinds of things stick with you. Have I had good experiences with the police? Yes, I have. I actually have. I have. Okay, so I'm not saying they're all bad experiences that I've had with the police. But that kind of stuff sticks with you. And you go, oh, okay. They can be jerks, too. So that's a problem. But the cool thing here is Seattle's passed a rule that the police are supposed to follow. And it says... It will limit the police from knowingly lying in particular situations, one, to the media, number two, anything that would shock the conscience, and number three, anytime it's a misdemeanor property crime. So I think it's a great idea. We'll see if it does anything, and then we'll see if it spreads at all. So Brian and everybody else, thank you very much. New First and Nation policy limits Seattle police from knowingly lying. L.B. Gilbert wrote that for MyNorthwest.com. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Look, you could take a couple of steps back, okay? I have a nut allergy.